come here often to the pre-show zone? Because apparently I do. Um, This is Joe, and I just wanted to pop in with a quick note. This episode was originally recorded with Andy and Evan on the evening of uh, October 9th, and was supposed to go up on October 11th. I recently moved across the country, and during that process my computer was damaged, so I it kind of slowed things down a little bit. Um, so I'm able to get this one out, but I did want to let you all know about that change in schedule, specifically because of how it pertains to the Blizzard news. Um, and in the meantime, they have made some efforts to double back, but they really ha- haven't done anything substantial to uh, bring themselves back to our good graces. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, it will make a little bit more sense in just a moment once the episode starts. So um, I hope you enjoy the episode, and we will be back on schedule next Friday, uh, the 25th, with Fire Emblem 3 at Houses. So look forward to that. And let's go ahead and get into the episode. Good job, babe. And another one at 28. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so good. <laughs> thank thank uh, you. I just waited till the time happened and then I, I clapped. I get nervous and I do it too That's early. perfect. <laughs> too late. I'm bad at it. You did it perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, Evan. It was fantastic. Good, good. I'm good clapper. Yeah. Welcome to Overwitch. Yeah? I want to keep it somber. Oh. Welcome to Overwitch. (laughs) It's a gaming podcast where your three best friends catch you up on Overwatch. Uh, If we have any news about Overwatch and Blizzard Entertainment. And then talk about some other video game. I'm your best friend, Ray. Your best friend, Terrence. I'm your best friend, Joe. And it's time to get serious. It's time to get serious. Hashtag Blizzard Boycott. Boycott Blizzard. Hashtag Boycott Blizzard. Hashtag Boycott Blizzard. And you're probably wondering why we're boycotting Blizzard, a video game company. Well, Blizzard did uh, some really, really naughty things, you guys. They did mm-hmm. naughty things for naughty objectives. Yeah. Um, We're going to keep this short and probably not be talking about Overwatch much at all unless Blizzard writes this. They might write this before this episode comes out. But as of right now, they have not. As of right they now, have they have not. not. So, um, without getting in-depth, this is the gist of what Blizzard did. Um, there is a professional EA Sports gamer um, who plays Hearthstone professionally, uh, winning a lot of money, as you know, professional gamers do. Um, during a stream, he made a comment about some of the things that have been going down in China, um, siding with the Hong Kong protesters. Uh, feel free to do really any research online Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. any of the keywords that I said, you will find everything you need to know. Um, this has led to, uh, casters agreeing, non-verbally even, Mm -hmm. and, uh, Blizzard decided to... Not only ban 
the gamer from uh, competing professionally, uh, withhold withholding his prize earnings, and uh, pretty much making a statement. Also firing the two casters, mm-hmm. and uh, ideally making a statement that they would prefer to keep the five percent stake that the portion of China that is against the Hong Kong protesters have in Blizzard rather than enacting America's what freedom of well, speech. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, it's, it seems that it seems that Blizzard is more interested in protecting their business relationship with this company who is against the protests um, than they are in upholding their own values. And this is not just American values, this is values of the company itself. Mm-hmm. Um most of the information that we're working off of is from an article uh, on Business Insider, which I just found with a quick Google search. I'll link it below. Um, but some of the employees of Blizzard are also very upset with this. There's like a statue, apparently, at the Blizzard headquarters that has some of the company's core values like engraved into it. And some of the employees covered up two of the phrases, one of them saying... We stand by one... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one of them saying, think globally, and another one of them saying, every voice matters. Um, kind of showing that that is how Blizzard feels about these things. Um, and, even, like, and Blizzard has made the statement, we stand by one's right to express individual thoughts and opinions, but that doesn't seem to be what they are enacting. Um, you know, talk is cheap. Blizzard is... The actions that Blizzard is taking is speaking a lot louder than the empty words that they're using. So because of all of that, we, like a lot of other people, are choosing to distance ourselves from Blizzard. Um, And we will not be talking about Overwatch. (laughs) Um, Um, That's everything I have to say about it. Do you have anything to add, Ray? Yeah, there's a new article two hours ago that some Activision Blizzard employees are doing a walkout protest. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, the employees are not having it. Seems. Yeah, so um, this is just early news, so it's just happening. So, more developments to come. Not from us, but if if this is something that matters, and it does, keep an eye on it. Yeah. That's all. Uh, so, let's... Not let's stop being bummed out and start talking about a fun video game with some friends of ours. Take I'm, it away. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna be joining an Inquisition. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Are you sure it isn't a cult? Hmm. Hmm. Might be. Okay, I'm just making sure. You know, you I just gotta... don't know if it's a cult. I'll admit that it's a cult, Terrence. Okay, just the check boxes. I'm just. <laughs> I got a list here. Um. Oh, you uh... were just waiting for me to affirm that I was in a cult. No, I'm is just, that what our friendships become? The checklist. It, it's policy, Ray. It's policy. Oh no, no, policy, no. Ray. Those aren't cultists. That's my stepdaddy and my camp counselor. I'm gonna go <laughs> say hi to them. Oh uh, yes, hi. What's up? <laughs> They're here to learn us about Dragon Age Inquisition. Welcome to Overwitch. It's a gaming podcast. Where your friends live. I'm your friend, Joe. <laughs> I'm Terrence. <laughs> and I'm your friend, Ray, and this is a mess. Yeah, no, it's great. And I'm your new stepdaddy, Andy. <laughs> stepdaddy! We are joined by stepdaddy, Andy, as well as... Camp Counselor, Evan. 
Oh, I'll be a camp counselor. <laughs> yeah. I'm your mentor, kids. Where, where, how'd you all get in here? <laughs> I begged you. I don't you. care how you got in. What are you teaching us? You ask us like like we turned up at your house. Like how, how I did... posted a flirty picture of myself wearing an Overwatch dress on Twitter so that you would finally ask me to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what did answer. it you certainly know how to get our attention i'm here because andy's my designated extrovert so okay. i'm just here mm. yeah well welcome you're here to tell us about dragon age oh shall i'm it. here to tell you about the only video game that exists dragon age inquisition <laughs> okay um i know almost everything i know about dragon age inquisition is from listening to the one of the drunk specials of Ending Pending where you oh. covered the Dragon Age show. <laughs> we're, we're so sorry, but more importantly, Felicia Day is sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, listening to it got me hyped for the game, and then when I played it and I, like, was recognizing, like, I recognized Thetis as the Dragon Age setting. Yeah, the dash Because of what you talked about. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Since y'all are the experts, maybe you can tell us, what is Dragon Age Inquisition? Dragon Age Inquisition is how Evan and I met, mm-hmm. and then got engaged. I think Whoa. they want I think they want us to talk about the game itself and like what it's No, I want time. this! this I want this okay. right here. I need origin story okay. right now. So why don't you talk about how you got into it, and then you talk, and then I'll tell how I got into it in order to try and make out with you okay awesome so dragon age dragon age is the only so i'm i mean i'm i'm exaggerating a little bit i've i played video games as a kid but as an adult dragon age is functionally the only video game i have ever played and i started playing inquisition because the dude i was dating at the time bought it and was playing it and i just kept poking my head up over the back of the sofa like a little like a meerkat or something oh, tiny gay mm-hmm. meerkat and because like dorian kept happening and cute little elf twinks kept happening and i was like oh <laughs> who is that mustache man who are these little elves i mean they're not i, I shouldn't say i shouldn't describe people as yeah, little when i find them cute they're not children they're not elves. it's not weird yeah but like these these elves this mustache man what's going on so i started playing it and i was totally hooked all the way through, like, played it like crazy, but the Trespasser DLC, the dude I was dating at the time had completely gotten bored with the game by this point. So I I started a a cosplay, uh, wore the cosplay to uh, New York Comic Con, where I happened to meet some people who were planning on doing a Dragon Age group, and Andy was friends with them. And they were like, oh yeah, Andy's going to be our Iron Bull, and why don't you you take it from there? So I had a group of friends who, um, I was like, out of the closet too, even though I wasn't out in real life, and they were planning a Dragon Age cosplay group, and they're like, you have to be our Iron Bull. You're just like him, like, you're big, and you're queer, and you're loud, and you make the same dumb jokes, and like, you have a tragic history with religion like this character and i was like well not yet but um and they're like you got to be this character and i was like no like i don't want to play this game like i don't know who this guy is 
that's a lot of makeup and prosthetics and I don't, I don't want to do it. And they're like, please play this game. And I was like, look, I, I don't care about the ages and the dragons. Like I'm, I'm good. Thank you. And then at New York comic con, I saw my friends talking to this, uh, very, very sexy and alluring young fellow. And I was like, well, hey, like, who, who, who are you guys talking to? And they're like, oh, Andy, you're gonna, you're gonna be Iron Bull, right? And I was like, yeah, Dragon Age, my favorite. <laughs> there's dragons Aww. in it, and there's the Iron Bull, who I am, he's my favorite character. <laughs> I'm gonna cosplay him. I got big plans. Yeah, I love Dragon Age. And, uh, Evan was, uh, I, I did know that uh, Dorian and Iron Bull end up together. So I was like, yeah, you're going to be the D- 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 Dorian. Well, yeah, that's cool. It's very casual. Yeah, we could take some couple pictures. Yeah, yeah. So I immediately, like, was pulling my friends aside being like, we got to fucking make this costume and, like, tell me everything <laughs> about, tell me everything about this goddamn game right now. Uh, and... <laughs> They made, like, a private Facebook page to, like, keep track of updates for the the costuming group. And every time Evan posted, I, like, tried to say something really cool and hip and, uh, <laughs> and seductive. And seductive, and yeah. And then he told me that we weren't going to be a couple, and then I proved him wrong. And yeah. that's the whole story. <laughs> that is that's fucking story. sweet. Yeah. I, I love that. every aspect of that. So I also didn't know that Dragon Age was this gay. That's awesome. Oh, it's yeah. super gay. <laughs> um, oh, it's a very gay. It's, it's extremely aggressively gay. Also, Andy does actually like Dragon Age now. No, I independently I, I, of me. I do genuinely love Dragon Age. Do you know who the, the the Iron the Bull is now? I do. And Iron my, Man the Bull. My my friends were right. Uh, his his story is uh, strikingly similar in uh narrative beats to to my own which uh is is weird that like you can play a video game and connect so like rawly and emotionally to a big cow man but <laughs> dragon age makes you makes you do it yeah oh my gosh so um can you also explain what dragon age is Oh, like the plot of the video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the actual thing. What like, is it? What is, is what <laughs> no, video don't get wrong. game I is loved, this? I loved it, but also that too. Dragon Age Inquisition is a video game where Andy and Evan fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's and you, all that matters. You can fuck both the characters we cosplay. Yeah, you can, as the playing as your player character in Dragon Age, you can, in fact, fuck both of us. Only if Don't you're worry. playing. A, I look forward to a, it. A boy to fuck Evan though, because Dorian's gay. Dorian's exclusively gay. Yeah. So okay, what is the plot of Inqu- Inquisition? The magic is, pope dies. The magic pope dies, <laughs> and there's uh, like a green glowing light because maybe elf Jesus killed her. And the light goes into your. Ha- I don't understand the plot so good. Maybe. Maybe you take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your your main character wakes up and they have uh, a glowing hole in their hand, and there's also these glowing uh, holes in the sky. They're called all over, rifts all over the continent, and they're like, "Oh heck, you can use the hole in your hand to close these holes in the sky because they're bad, probably, and demons come out of them. So we should probably fix that." 
Um, it might also be killing you, though. It seems to be doing you a lot of harm to have this magical hole in your hand. So let's start um, a cult army. Let's start a cult army. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what the Inquisition is. You are the leader of a group that's trying to, like, fix the religion and politics of this continent, and also they've sort of wrapped you up in this whole thing because you might be, like, a prophet or something. You're, they call you the Herald of Andraste because you've got this hand thing happening. Um, and you can also uh, have sex with a lot of your friends. <laughs> I, had, a, I really had no idea that that was an aspect of the game. And there's a like, lot of canning queers. My mind right now. So the thing... It's the, Bioware. Bioware is all about the fucking... It's just a dating we, sim we keep, wrapped up in Star Wars, wrapped up in... Not Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. but Bioware's own game. saying that, but I don't want to actually minimize the very deep and very sophisticated like character development and social role play that happens yeah that's fair in this mm-hmm. game that's what really sets it apart in my opinion from mm-hmm. other sort of like generic pseudo medieval yeah magic war games with we're, you know religion and open worlds and stuff we're thirsty queers but the the politics <laughs> of uh dragon age are really really deep really intense there are multiple times where you're just going to be screaming at the screen while you quickly Google to figure out how you're going to break the planet based on what decision you pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'm not too far into this game. I'm like less than 10 hours in and I'm still in the hinterlands just desperately trying to find camps and also kill things to level up. Yep. But I'm very much looking forward to all the politics that have been hinted at because that I'm that choice, the the larger level choices, I'm really interested in seeing how the game changes because of that. Our uh, our very good friend slash housemate Kim is a big Dragon Age fan, and specifically like myself and them scream at each other about certain uh, controversial choices we made in our canon playthroughs. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So to be uh, fair, I've been told, and I have not so. I played Inquisition first, and now I'm working in backwards order, and I'm an adult, so I only have so much time, but I'm, I've, of course, played Inquisition, and I'm uh, slowly working my way through Dragon Age 2, and then I'm going to play Origins. I have been told that Origins of the Three lets you, like, alter the world state the most out of all of them, and compared to that, Inquisition felt disappointing to some people. But having not been set up with that expectation, I was really, like, pleased with the amount of freedom that Inquisition gave you. Like, it felt like the choices were important, so. Well, that's awesome. Uh, A couple things I want to point out when I um, uh, learned more and more about this game. So when I started um, expressing that we were doing this game for the next episode to some of my uh, friends and family... Um, I started to realize that <laughs> apparently it's an extremely popular game. I had no idea. <laughs> my only um, history with the Dragon Age series in general is that my twin brother, who, when I came out to him, was very um, against it, 100%. No questions asked. And it makes sense now why he just randomly stopped playing during Dragon Age Inquisition. That, that makes so much sense to me because um, I don't know how prominent it was throughout the other games, but I just remember it was it, he loved it. 
and I never really like watched him play it too much. Out of the us two, he is definitely more of the solo one player RPG uh, gamers out of us two. And um, that game just kind of fell off, and I never heard anything about it. So I think that's mm. um, he encountered so, a gay storyline. Mm. There's a and, there's and a probably wasn't a, with it at all, but uh-huh. yeah. There's a couple bi characters in Origins, uh, Zevran mm-hmm. being the standout in my mind, but Leliana's also there. And then in Dragon Age 2, they made everyone bisexual. They, oh, really? Yeah, so how it is, the difference in Inquisition versus the other two games is that um, it was almost like, I'm thinking of like colorblind casting, but it's like sexuality blind play, like... They, the mm. the game the game just didn't distinguish between a male or a female player character you know it was mm. the storyline was exactly the same no yeah. matter what Holy so cow. if you like never if you never attempted to like enter a same sex relationship this you would never know that they were there but right. when it got so. to inquisition when they, it, yeah they when, distinctly wrote um one female character who's only romanceable by female inquisitors, one male character who's only romanceable by male inquisitors, uh, one or two like canon bisexual characters, and then a couple of purely only straight romances. Yeah, so in Inquisition, <laughs> your companions like have a distinct preference, like a gender romance preference, mm-hmm. and you have to like if if a female inquisitor tries to flirt with Dorian they'll flirt for a while and then he'll be like you know we're just friends right like i'm uh, i'm just i'm just doing the flirting thing but like i like men and if you try and flirt with sarah as a male inquisitor she laughs at you and goes like nope oh man <laughs> cuz sarah also, sarah is a delight and i won't stand for any sarah hate <laughs> uh also a couple of the specifically with dorian and this is what like a large part of the reason that so many people love dorian so much there's a a storyline where he confronts his father, and whether you're in a romantic relationship with him or not, he brings you with him for emotional support, and you get to kind of, like, walk him through this very, like, emotional confrontation he has with his dad who tried to change his sexuality with blood magic, and it's it's all very it dramatic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I cried a lot. Well, I know what story I'm going for. Thank you for that. <laughs> gonna write that That's down. That's so interesting. Uh, wow. And w- to get into some like fan rage here, there is a mod where you can make Dorian straight. That is okay. very very popular, and it 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 makes me unfathomably mad that yeah. fans of the game and people who say they're Dorian fans would do to the character what his dad did. Which mm-hmm. was breaking the rules of the reality to make him heterosexual really pisses me off. Really makes me mad. Blows my mind. <laughs> Why that went like? How much would that change the game for someone to actually want to make a mod of? And not only that, yeah. but for multiple people to want to install this mod. That's yeah. It makes that whole. It, and like I said, it's it's a whole like subplot that you go through and it makes the whole thing not make any sense yeah. just so that you can play a female mm-hmm. inquisitor and also smooch dorian <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah. i don't get people man. there's also a mod that removes his mustache and i know that that's makes equally unacceptable 
No, it's not equally, it's not equally unacceptable. That's also unacceptable. Well, uh, let's take a minute and reel back from uh, the mods. Sure. And go back into gameplay. the gameplay of it. Um, I was struck, so it's it's a fantasy game where you're, it's a single-person role-playing game, so obviously you start off with a character creator. Mm-hmm. And I from the get-go, I was like... The, this I was blown away. So I, I have some mild experience with Dragon's Dogma, which is a totally mm. different game. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I was kind of expecting this to be very samey to that. Like, it just had all the same trappings of the same game. But Dragon Age Inquisition is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and consistently, I was blown away by having, for me, the correct amount of choice. Like, there was not infinite sliders Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there was enough that i could make something that was recognizably my own and that principle i felt like carried through into the gameplay as well when it comes to how you tackle fights and how you deal with your gear and your level up systems and all that there is like there are lots of systems for you to look into and learn about but they're not infinitely complex to the point that it would take you hours and hours just to get used to one thing yeah speaking as someone who's a filthy casual i didn't have to invest a ton of time in like how i was you know spending my experience and what areas i was leveling up and uh, what there's like side professions you can learn you can do like some assassin (laughs) stuff and you can do some like bomb Mm -hmm. making stuff um i never cared about that all that much and i didn't have to in order to play the game successfully. You know, you had right. that you had that mm-hmm. option if you want to get really deep into like your your combat style and get really specialized with certain things. But you also like aren't forced to if that's just not the aspect of the game that you enjoy fiddling with for hours and hours at a time. You also have the yeah. option Yeah, and I Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say intact on to that is like I, I I like that you you can put ex- exactly as much effort as you want into learning more about the different systems in the game, and it is very much like you get out of it what you want to put into it, um, and it, it, like the game is totally playable if you don't go and do all that side stuff and all that bonus stuff. Um, it's still like a fun experience, but the. It, you decide what you want to get out of the the game and that's what you invest into. And like, I I haven't put a ton of time into it yet, but I already feel that that is the, the, the design behind how, how it was built. That's how it is too, with a lot of the like relationships you can develop in the game. And and by relationships, Mm -hmm. I I mean like friendships and stuff too, Mm -hmm. but like, uh, Solus was my inquisitor's mentor and like, uh, Cram and Scout Harding were like two of my pals, and they're not even companions. They're just like people in the camp you can befriend and stuff. And like, I built up a lot of these extra like relationships on the side of trying to uh, romance Dorian <clears throat> <laughs> successfully in game and out of game, might I add. But um, <laughs> I'm very funny, I'm charming. Um, and so I, like, if you don't want to talk to anyone, you don't have to talk to anyone, but you can run around and make these, uh, really interesting friendships and relationships with people, which is cool. 
Yeah, after everything uh, is said and done, to be completely honest, I don't think I would have been able to spend as much time as I'd like to on the game before having this conversation. Um, it's way more expensive than I imagined, honestly. Uh, playing through the storyline um, didn't get very far at all. I mean, like, that's the trend. Not far enough to actually understand, to get to learning about more of those kind of mechanics. Um uh, gameplay wise from what I did experience it felt like um, I, I felt like I was walking into an Elder Scrolls game um, I felt like okay we got our skill trees um, during character creation I was uh, character creation is usually my thing I, I want to be able to express myself to the maximum when it comes to any kind of gameplay that I'm experiencing and most sliders um, Every slider. I'm sorry? I said every slider. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all at maximum. But, um, oh, but, God. Um, yeah, so I was kind of going into it, and I was looking at the um, the, uh, the the classes and the um, races that you could be. And I, I was uh, initially, I'll just be honest, I was initially a little let down. I was kind of worried about me not being able to be uh, as shallow as it sounds, as diverse as I'd like. Um, mm -hmm. But after getting into the game, I realized like it would be really difficult for them to be able to add yeah. all the ga all the things that you guys are telling me about, all the things that I've seen, how the characters interact with the main character, and and even dabbling into like skill trees and builds and strategy while adding just as many classes as I was looking for. So I think it's really interesting to um, highlight how this, how different this game is when I take it from the farther I get into it, uh, the more the beginning of it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, like so, all uh, of my, I, I uh, all two... of my book judging has been deconstructed every step of the way of getting into the game. And I think that's amazing. Uh, for someone like me who uh, <laughs> takes a while to get actually invested into something, that's uh, a weakness of mine, I'll be honest. But after what you guys have told me, like, I, I gotta see it. I gotta see. I gotta see. I gotta see what it's about. And I'm pretty excited about it, actually. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, too, you'll find that uh, the subclasses underneath each of the three major classes, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll find that diversity of play style and combat style. So like if okay. you go if mm -hmm. you go rogue, there's like six skill trees. If you go uh, mage, there's a you know six or seven or whatever. Same with fighter or I'm sorry, warrior. So um, mm -hmm. you'll you'll you know if you want to be a necromancer, if you want to be uh, you know a paladin or something, that 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 stuff's in there. Um, a one practical. Okay consideration that they had to keep in mind with the character creator is that um <clears throat> they incorporated all of these cutscenes, like the social cutscenes where you're like physically interacting with people and in some cases kissing or having sex with people um and like the physical like body map had to be in like the whatever you designed in the character creator had to be placed in that setting and also make sense with mm -hmm. like those movements and stuff so they could only give you so much freedom when it came to like your physical body size and your head shape and things like that because they had already mm -hmm. like created 
the scenes with just a wireframe and slapped the the character creator decisions onto that wireframe in that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. So there were like several characters that uh, at first they were like, oh geez, like we're not going to be able to have uh, like dwarf characters romance Iron Bolt because he's nine feet tall and the dwarf characters like <laughs> we just can't get their heads into the frame. Like if we have the camera on Iron Bull's head, like you can't get a dwarf in the frame. But <laughs> they saw that. Don't forget the article. What? The Iron Bull. Makes him sound like a weapon, like he's not even human. Okay, yeah. Iron Bull <laughs> likes to be called <laughs> Iron Bull likes to be called the Iron Bull. It's that's his name. But um anyway, yeah, so they they solved that problem just by putting a uh, uh, an invisible box on the floor that your character then stands on in those scenes. <laughs> and if you, if you use fly cam, you can zoom out and see that the character is sitting on like, like, or standing on a, like a two and a half foot tall transparent box so that, that you can get your head in the frame. <laughs> so yeah, they had to do some interesting engineering choices because they had already like baked into the game the idea that it was going to have these like important uh, like plot crucial <clears throat> character interactions that required these mm-hmm. emotionally heavy like cutscenes and things. So yeah, that did that did limit them a little bit. And also like looking under the scope that I completely missed when I was talking to um Joe just how old the game is. Like um yep. yeah. I didn't realize I forgot the PS4 came out uh pretty close to ten years ago. But um I mean, not actually ten years ago, but uh, it, it, that that uh, kind of resparked everything and made me look at it in a different light. And uh, they did a lot of work. Holy moly! <laughs> wow! Oh man, that was such a funny bit that Andy or Ray or Terrence or Evan or maybe me just did. <laughs> so funny when that happened just a second ago right that was such a good bit <laughs> right guys yes yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah no bit it was funny right yeah it was so good uh-huh but oh what's this <laughs> kachunk oh wowie zowie what's in here it's storyboard <laughs> storyboard is a comedy podcast hosted by three friends not to be mistaken by your best friends which is us who came here to crack jokes, watch cartoons, and they've got plenty of both. Hosted by Gavin, Nick, and Laura. New episodes go up every other Thursday on Lunar Light Studio or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts from. So check that out and laugh about it. Mm-mm. Oh, there's another one in here. Terrence, there's another thing in it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'll, I'll talk okay, about good. socialism. Hello. I'm here to talk about Comradical. It's a podcast hosted by Haley Rose and Johnny Samiavati. Uh, Comradical is an educational podcast about socialism that seeks to take the high stakes... The High stakes? <laughs> <laughs> the high stakes theories and ideas behind socialism. Hold on. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to fold them. <laughs> this is some high stakes political theory. Comradical is an educational podcast about socialism that seeks to take the high concept theories and ideas behind socialism and make them easy to digest comical bits. In doing so, they hope to clear up a lot of misconceptions and myths about the ideal ideology and maybe learn a few, a few things along the way. 
Seize the means. Stay calm radical. Thanks for joining us for this loot box. Now back to the funny ha-has. <laughs> what, uh, what classes I, did you guys all pick? I have a question. Yes, thank you. Yes, that was my question. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I, so when I was making my character, I chose an elf. And I, I'm an archer. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Archer. And when I was making the character, I was like, this is... This this live little elf, this is exactly the kind of thing that um, Evan would be into. <laughs> and then when we started the episode, you mentioned elf twinks, and I just yeah. thought that was good. Uh, <laughs> I got a brand, babe. Yeah, I got a, I got a brand. <laughs> There's I, nothing I, wrong with elf twinks. I also played an elf, predictably, but I played a knifey rogue. <laughs> mm. I went elf uh, rogue as well, and I was very pleased the first time i played about the like how androgynous you can look and like yeah you mm. can wear makeup and stuff if you're uh you pick a male character too. yeah so that made me stoked so i played a very very femme uh elf archer a lot of people do choose elf because even though you can choose uh from like four is four races yeah even though you can humans, dwarves, elves, and the cunari. Yeah, um, low key, the elf makes the most sense. In the Inquisition, other ones, yeah. In Inquisition, they worked the other ones in just so the players would have more options. But plot wise, mm. uh, like world building wise, playing as an elf just okay. makes the most sense elf with mage, the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I was gonna ask about that because the. It seemed so tailored to being an elf, the story. I was like, man, is the story different? Like, do you start in different places if you pick different races? In like, Origins, you do. It's not like... The, yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's not as... It's not as... The, yeah, the world state cannot be changed as much as it can in Origins. But they do, they do change some of, like, the dialogue. Yeah. And some, some right. like, scenes have alterations based on... Like what race you choose what to be race? at the beginning. You'll get some like class specific dialogue options and some race specific dialogue options. Mm-hmm. So I was in that that part is the most mind boggling thing for me because and that's what really reeled back my whole like okay this is why uh, this is another thing like how much work they put into each is another reason why having too many would pretty much drop the quality of of most aspects of the game. Um, yeah. I want to know because you guys are talking about uh, the other versions of the game. Um, if you don't mind me asking, which one is your favorite? Is Dragon Age Inquisition, Inquisition your favorite? Hands down. Yep. Uh, like I said, I haven't played Origins okay. yet, but I have played most of two, and I like two, but In- Inquisition's better. I I like Origins. Okay. Um, I I love Dragon Age two. I think Dragon Age two has um, some of my favorite companions. The gameplay of Dragon Age 2, it was the game itself was really rushed. And so they reuse a lot of maps and a lot of baddies and oh, it, it feels a bit repetitive. Upsetting. The the voice acting is all incredible and the story's killer, but mechanically it doesn't stand up. Yeah. Uh, Inquisition, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. has the best story, has the best gameplay. And um like I love Iron Bull and Dorian so much, so <laughs> <laughs> let's get into those mechanics. But uh, I want to know what Ray and Terrence's classes were. We skip past that. 
Oh, I, I went for the dagger rogue, but I was a human because I, I wanted it to be me, you know? Like, I want yeah. to be the hero. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a basic bitch, so I, I made a, a human wizard. You're, knew you were gonna you're the only person it. here. You're the only person here who didn't pick rogue. I don't think you get to say you're a basic bitch. But I chose a human because I'm a basic bitch. I specifically ass bitch. didn't choose wizard because I thought it would be the basic bitch option. I did not expect everybody. I'm, I guess I'm, a, so. I'm proud of everyone for choosing rogue. I'm a wizard. I can't get away from that. No shame. No shame. I went, I went rogue because... I, I knew enough about the premise from my friends, like, screaming at me to play this goddamn game. <laughs> so I wanted a character who didn't want to be in Dragon Age. So I went for a rogue. Mm. So when everyone's like, oh, you're you're the new Jesus, I was like, oh, I'm just here to <laughs> steal things. And then slowly <laughs> my character matured into uh, becoming the prophet. Because at first I was trying to bone Cassandra, so I just tried to impress her a lot and then dorian showed up and stole my heart <laughs> cassandra just mm. loves the chantry she does she, she loves, loves the chantry church. so much she, she does loves church and smutty romance <laughs> novels <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk a little bit about the the gameplay mechanics here um and because i'm a mage i stay away from all fights and i just shoot lightning at people Pew, pew. Uh, I do that too, but with a bow and arrow. Right, I just assume. And some of us are, are up close and personal. I I like how you can switch between the characters. Yup. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I really enjoy that because when I'm like, okay, I want to stop shooting lightning at people, I just switch to Cassandra and I just hold up a shield because that's yeah. just who I am. I build up Cassandra's defense so that no matter what happened when the entire party died, she was still there at full health and could run around <laughs> and heal the rest of us with health potions. That's a, That's good, a really good, good strategy. Yeah. I might take that from you. She is a tower. But I, I want to talk uh, us to talk a little bit about how the gameplay works. Is because there are two ways to play this game. I think Only where two. it's well with the with the fighting with, with the, the fighting combat. specifically. Um, the combat systems. I want to talk about the combat systems where y- it, it can be more of an action RPG where, where you're moving around and doing skills, or you can do a top down ish sl- freeze time, choose your, uh, choose your actions and movement, uh, type of gameplay. And I want to know what, what everyone went for. What, how do you play this game when you're fighting pe- folks? And monsters and demons. I mean, the top-down thing sounds uh, like I I just couldn't rationalize that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the um, the gameplay, uh, you know, the, the typical uh, standard uh, RPG style gameplay reminded me. The combat system reminded me a lot of Dragon's Nest, and I like that. Okay. I like I, yeah. I like the the combination of hack and slash with like a little bit of timing type of thing like uh i just don't yeah i mean if i could choose dragon age 2 really relied on the on the top down kind of like select each character select the move they're gonna do on pause it they do it pause it again that was really big in Dragon Age 2. I didn't do that shit at all in Inquisition. Yeah, the only time... <laughs> what did they call it? Like, battle time or something? Like, the only time I used that, like, pause, 
zoom, scan, select. The only time I did that was when one of my companions was missing. I couldn't find them on the map, and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Mm. Where's Vivian? Where's, where did Vivian get lost? And then I had to, like, just select to figure out where the yeah. character was. But, yeah, that's the only time I did that. So the top-down strategy thing was, uh, like, the standard play of Dragon Age? Like, in the earlier games? Not in mm. not in Origins, but it okay. with 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 two it was like a bigger deal. Okay. Granted, okay, so I know people, just... I know people who like that, who like the like almost a turn based style thing that you can do. Yeah. It just wasn't my thing, and apparent like I assume yeah. it... mm-hmm. one of one of those people is in this call. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Go play Dragon Age two. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how you feel about I... it. I really like the the tactical cam. I like also that you can switch between them and you can switch between the characters at will. Like, yep. Yeah. The, there's no doesn't cost a turn or anything. It's not like you have to do it on the fly. You can do it in stop motion. So I like being able to see the whole battlefield and assess everything and then draw like drop a little plan. Mm. Like you can play this game like it's chess kind of. Um, and granted, I probably didn't need to get that deep into it on like the normal difficulty setting. Um, but the, I I was playing an archer too, so that might have something to do with it. But to me, the actions that I was taking didn't feel like as compelling or gripping enough that I felt like I wanted net needed to be down there with my character holding the auto attack button basically, and just tapping square every once in a while. I liked having the whole top-down view. I like having a mix of it. I Because I'm so early in the game, I like using Varric and just taking a long shot at folks. And then I switch usually switch to the action RPG one. And then if I if I feel compelled, if, I, if, if things are a little too hectic, because I've been getting into some very nasty fights recently, I do switch to the tactical battle time system and kind of put my ducks in a row so that no one dies because i've had a lot of people pass out (laughs) varic is an icon i'm glad you're playing as him a lot yeah varic's great i have a question about some of what to expect in the future when it comes to uh enemies that i face sure um uh obviously i've only you know been at the beginning and the demons seem to I guess not really. They don't seem to be very super diverse. Are, do I expect to see anything that are like, um, like, uh, what is it? What is the term I'm looking for? Where the structure of the creature cool. is like anamorphic or, or non uh, ghosty with arms or just like humanoid. Are, are, are there going to be other, in the spider things, of course, are there going to be any <laughs> other like variations? Do they, do they branch off and get weird with it? Yeah, there's some heckin' big dragons that you're gonna have to fight, and okay. they're they're huge and brutal and scary. And then there's like bears. There's gonna be a lot of bears in the hinterlands. Get ready for bear oh, town. I've not run into a bear in the hinterland. I ran into a dragon today before a bear, there's and gonna, that dragon almost killed me with one fireball. There's gonna be so many bears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's you will you no will face idea. so many bears. You'll face some human slash some humanoid enemies, uh, like some people who are bad people. Who there, you have to like rescue some people. There's you have be to some make some choices. Who, who did some demonic mage cocaine? Yeah, 
Yeah, some evil mage. Some evil mage. I'm joking. Yeah, I don't think you're joking. No, yeah, no. I ran into that today. You're right. Some red templars, baby. There's gonna be some some time magic fuckery. Oh, can we not say bad words in this? No, we can. Okay. No, you're good. Okay. Oh, we have been. Look, we've been saying some cusses. Look, you're we... getting you're getting into the world of Dragon Age. It's fine. Okay. We, they they early part of the call they teased us about saying a lot of swear words. So it only just occurred to me that maybe I shouldn't actually be swearing. <laughs> maybe that's a thing they don't do on this one. Um, but at the beginning but... of the podcast episode, you also said characters can fuck. So yeah, that's a verb though. <laughs> 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 This isn't. This is uh, an adjective. Um. <laughs> right. No, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of different types anyway, of badness. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 many scenarios that you will encounter. There's lots of weird demons. Fun. I look forward to it. Which I guess. Yeah. We're getting to to some ending thoughts here. <laughs> the, the ending of this episode is certainly pending. <laughs> I would say. Oh, hey. yeah, Usually we say the episode's ending when the episode's ending, so. Just so people know what to expect so they can emotionally prepare, so they can wind down. <laughs> Andy and Evan, yeah. I'll ask you first. Are you going to plan... <laughs> and you don't have to answer this together. You can have different answers if you want. But are you going to plan on spending more time playing this video game after this episode goes I'll on? I'll let you go first, babe. Um, I'm definitely going to finish two. Uh, I've been meaning to go back and play Inquisition again for a long time anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I almost many, certainly How many times would. have you played it, Evan? I've played it twice, which is not a ton of times. Uh, but that's mostly okay. because I broke up with the dude who owned it. So... Mm. But how many hours have you poured into this game? Oh, a lot. I couldn't. I really couldn't. I think tell you, you can get it for like fourteen bucks on Amazon now. So you, yeah. yes, you I can. own it. So yeah. Um, yes, I, I bought it for ten dollars. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have I have one file that is like uh, alarmingly near complete. Like I've I finished the story and then I just just dicked around in the hinterlands looking for shards and trying to do like side quests forever and ever and ever and ever. So I have a lot. I have a lot of hours logged on that one. A lot. Take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Andy, uh, will I play more Dragon Age Inquisition? Yes, I will. Yeah. Um, especially with all the news about Fort coming out soon, and uh, yeah, there's there's more characters who I wanna who I wanna romance. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing. Not that that's the only thing that I care about, but. I mean, it's a reason. To, it, there's a reason they put it in. You can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> and, it's a it's a not a totally unique to this game feature, but it's a very strong feature of this game that it distinguishes it, it, it distinguishes it and, from other games. And can I just say that it is it is almost homophobic of this game that I can't romance Krem. <laughs> I I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> they put they put a a prominent trans side character in there. You cannot romance him, but he's a very prominent character. And he's amazing. Mm -hmm. He's the best. <laughs> very good. Yes. <laughs> um, Terrence, are you planning on go uh, going and spending more time on Dragon Age Inquisition? So to know it a little bit better. Like, I I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I originally was thinking like probably not. You know, it's a little dated. Um, 
uh, you know, story-based RPGs aren't usually my thing. But wow, I don't think I've ever played a game with so much gay potential. And we play Dream Daddy, <laughs> so I'm definitely going to play this. I'm definitely going to play it, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, just look up, just look up some uh like guides for how to like fast track the the dorian romance or, or the wh- whichever character you're interested you can there's several I, I like, like to take time with my relationships okay uh, i'm slowly build to it i'm just saying if that's the only aspect that you're really like got your heart set on there you know there's ways that you can just make sure that you you chat him up at the right times you catch him in the right bars, <laughs> okay, you know? okay so i'll definitely like check that out but yeah like like i don't want to play dream daddy through this game i just think that that is amazing that i can just have that also to kind of like you know i i don't don't know i I like to put myself in the character's shoes and i feel like you know relationship possibilities definitely would keep me fighting so the politics of the world Mm -hmm. are intense you know you got what do we do about the elves what do we do about the cune what do we do about the mages what do we do about the this, that, and the, yeah, the Chantry and the Dead Pope. There's a lot of shit going on. But it is also important to, you know, maybe find uh, some love. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, how about you, bud? I'm a gay little boy, and I like politics. I think I'm going to play this game <laughs> more. And also, I like slinging magic. Like, it has all of the things I am as a person. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see this through to the end at least once, probably more. That makes me so happy. All right, Joe, what about you? Are you gonna continue your 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 rogue, roguish adventures? Your rogue and flogan, as some like to say. You know, yeah, I probably will. I think I will. I've been so wrapped up in moving over the past few days, but like now that like having this conversation again just got me re excited for it and like that's probably as soon as i get my ps4 set up that's gonna be the first thing i do (laughs) yes yes (laughs) i mean i only play on the ps4 for rpg specifically at this point control right and control which is (laughs) it's kind of an rpg it's kind of an rpg (laughs) (laughs) well that that does it we are we're all sold uh thank you so much for joining us thank you for joining the inquisition yeah Thank you for Thank listening you for to us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us gush about this game for Which is really very long. Thank you a long for gushing. Time. Yeah. Oh, before I wrap up, you would have the best information out of anyone on this call. Do you have any idea when we can expect Dragon Age Four? To, <laughs> to... Oh, you have secret oh, knowledge. No. Secret knowledge. No. We, I, I mean, you've got your finger to the pulse more than anyone else. I have many theories about what is going to happen in Dragon Age. Four that I think are well founded, but I can, like uh, my girl. We know not, is going to be in it. We know not the day nor the hour. Uh, Dragon Age Four will come like a thief in the night when the seventh seal has been broken. Yeah, there's okay. literally there's okay. literally way there's literally no reliable way of knowing. They're clearly ramping up is it for like, it. Okay, they've been dropping more coming. comics. Oh yes, and more content yeah, they've they've done they've done a very very brief teaser. Um, they they're increasing the speed at which they produce graphic novels which is a strong mm-hmm. sign that they're introducing characters for four and also like a lot of the graphic novels take place in or are related to Tevinter and we know that the fourth game is taking place in Tevinter so they clearly have their eye on it and we know that they we know that they have begun 
development work in some capacity, but that could mean anything. Like, that could mean Mm -hmm. they have written out their, you know, outline, or it could mean that they're doing, like, modeling already. We have no idea. Right. Right. Hmm. Okay. Do you think it'll be on the PS5? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm gonna buy a PS5 (laughs) if it is, though. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, like... (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! What if it's VR? <laughs> Damn! You get, you se- you get all the sex. You sex get all the sex scenes the sex in VR. Scene. Yeah. 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 Black in VR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, Andy and Evan, for joining us. Where should people look for more of you? So we both host uh, the Ending Pending podcast, which is also on the Lunar Light Studio uh, network. Of Wait, podcasts. you guys host that? Yeah, we host Andy Pendy. That's awkward. I thought we hosted that. That's so weird. I, oh, no. That was just that was once. once that was once. I've that been recording so many episodes. And it was very good. They, they, they left the light on, they left the door unlocked, and we when they trashed came, their house. Sneak on in anytime so you want, guys. You can't tell them. There was just... Uh, <laughs> the Overwitch cast has been living in our basement this whole time, and we just didn't realize... <laughs> And finally sure. let us out. I'm so sorry about all the Cyclops ranting. I'm not, though. Uh, but yeah, we talk so, yeah, about... Ending pending. We talk about TV shows that got cancelled after only a single season, and we try and CSI what the fuck went wrong, because no one sits out to make a TV show that only lasted a single season. Except when they do. Well, but yeah, those but, don't count. We yeah, don't talk we don't, about We those. don't talk about ones that were meant to be only a season. Those are miniseries. We don't talk about miniseries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we we also are on Twitter, and you can find us. Just look for us on the internet. We're there. Yeah. Pend- pending Pod. We're at Pending Pod on Twitter. Yeah, Ronnie always does the social yeah, medias. We, we don't, don't know. know. Look for pe- yeah, Ending no, no, no. Pending. Find, I was, for ending find, pending find, Google get, um... find Ronnie and ask, find Ronnie. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping to get a plug for your uh, for your LARP thing. Oh, for our LARP thing. So we we both storytell yeah. at a LARP called Lost Colonies, where it's uh, it's a fun boffer LARP in uh, the West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland area. Is that the tri-state? I don't know. I don't think so. It but is, it, it is three states. <laughs> yeah, but the tri-state area is like specific. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a fun it's a fun time. Um, we both cosplay. It is a pro, pro queer, inclusive LARP. It's a it's a fantasy LARP, but it's just uh, like set in the age of exploration, as opposed to like a pseudo medieval setting. And it's a it's a different planet, different timeline, whole other thing. So we don't have any like gross colonialism or anything. Yeah, there, there's there's no way to do right. a, 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 an exploration LARP set in the real world because the real world is terrible because of white people doing terrible things. Yeah. So, uh, this is set in a fantasy world, but it's as if, uh, you know, a thousand years has passed since Frodo destroyed the ring. Like what's it look like now that muskets are here? So we have orcs and tricorn right. hats and elves oh, with cannons and stuff. Yeah. I moved back to the Eastern time zone today, so I wanted to get some more information to see if it's going to be a, a possibility for me. So, Yo, uh, r- real talk, hit me up on that. the Discord. Uh, we'll we'll chat. <laughs> Anyone can hit me up on the Discord. Actually, if you want to talk about LARP shit, I love LARP. 
<laughs> um, all right. Well, with all of that done, I think I think we're. Oh, we should probably do our own socials, huh? Yeah. We're on Twitter at Overwitchcast. You can send emails <laughs> to overwitchpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can suggest video games that you want to hear about by reaching out at one of those places. I'm, yeah. We're done. Um, uh, <laughs> since we're all here on, on Lunar Light, uh, look out for the Spooky Pride. More information oh, yeah. next episode. Yeah. Spooky Pride is, is coming. Spooky Pride is coming with a vengeance. Look out. <laughs> look out. <Oof>. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're raising money for us because we're gay and it's, it's Halloween month. Yeah, more information next time. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Overwitch. Another gay episode! Until next time, stay gamer. Yeah! Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Miles. Hey, Moss. I'd like to challenge you to find a song that you only heard once when you were a kid. Hmm. Okay, but I have a challenge for you, Moss. Oh, okay. I want you to find a song that was made by a celebrity. Oh, that's funny, because I'd like you to find a song that has a Pokemon in it. Oh, well, that's a real coincidence, because I want you to find a D&D song. Wait, 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 wait. We, we, we do not have time to talk about all of these songs. This is a promo. Oh, dang it, you're right. Okay, all right. Where can we go and where can people go to talk about the songs that go with these themes? Well, they could always go and listen to Artificial Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio? Ooh, what's that? It sounds like a podcast that we might do. It could be potentially a podcast that the both of us do. Wouldn't that be a weird coincidence? As if we wouldn't just have a conversation like this in real life. Well, this is a totally natural dialogue. <laughs> this is a natural dialogue that we have, naturally. Each episode on Artificial Ghost Radio, we challenge each other to find songs that fit extremely arbitrary themes. Oh, now that sounds interesting. But that can't be all they do. We also do this fun little segment by the name of The Wheel of Discord. The Wheel of Discord. <laughs> And you want to know what we do on the Wheel of Discord? What do we do with the Wheel of Discord? We shuffle our music player of choice and we are forced to talk about whatever song comes up. That is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Where can this podcast be found? And when can this podcast be found? You can find us each and every Saturday ooh, on Lunar Light Studio you get your podcast or sunday if you're in australia or sunday if you're with all the other cool people <laughs>